0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Combos with Kamal. I'm your host, Kamal Karimi, of course. I'm here with two new guests, Kyler Stern and Arda Raffi. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Thanks
1: for having us. Yeah, thank um, you. Long time listener.
0: <laughs> long time in the couple of months we've been around. Um, so th- we, you guys came on the show to talk a little bit about some sports. We're going to do some UFC talk a little bit later on. Um, for now, maybe we'll start off with some uh, footy talk because I know uh, Art is an Arsenal fan, so unfortunately, <laughs> uh, I figured we'd uh, maybe just see how he's feeling about the uh, last four games, I think, left in the season and how the chances are going into Europe and maybe going into next season. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, to be honest, um, selfishly speaking, a part of me doesn't want them to get Europe. I think there's a, a lot to to gain from a season of just having to play once a week. Right. And get some fluidity into the squad. Um, the past couple of seasons, since Wenger has left, has been you know super up and down. Like this is our third manager, especially having going twenty plus years just with one person. Yeah. Um, and your personnel changes, a lot of youth players coming in. It'd be really nice just to have one season just focus on the league and guarantee that you can get into Champions League next year. For sure. Um, because realistically, to be able to compete in Europe. And in the league um, I just don't think we have the squad for that
0: yeah and it's
1: it's tough like the
0: the competition at the top 6 is getting so tight that teams like Leicester and she- Wolves and Sheffield are starting to bump in there a little bit yeah. so it, it's interesting to see I think Arteta has got things going pretty well How, what do you think about Arteta going forward
1: I, I'm, I'm really positive with him I mean as a player uh, I was a huge fan when he came over from Everton and he provided a lot of stability in the midfield at that time um as a coach, I think you can really see what he expects from the players and you're seeing that in terms of like players that he's leaving off of even you know training with the team with Grindozi and right. players not getting on the bench you know top players like like Uzzel, um and really putting forth the notion of that you know if you want to get into the squad you're gonna have to not only perform on the pitch but in the training ground I right. anything that's translating um, I mean he's doing I mean essentially he came into the middle of the season had had one transfer period where you know he really couldn't purchase anyone and he's already changed quite a bit with the team um so i'm i'm very hopeful going forward i hope the board does back him and um it's a little bit difficult now with with covid this year and the transfer policies i think you're going to see a lot of loan deals a lot of swap deals uh situations like that not gonna be a lot of money tossed around by anyone but other than the big clubs yeah um,
0: I think I think Arsenal's in a decent position with their youngsters as well. Though I think they've got some some, some decent youngsters coming up that can fill out some of those positions. So yeah,
2: they've got some good wins lately. Yeah, they... and I were talking about the Wolves game the other day, and you know those guys that are up and coming, you know they're doing a good job of still stealing some games.
0: For sure, it's tough to come into that team and and when it's already kind of in a bad place and be able to have that that impact as a youngster, like a player like uh, Bakayo Saka, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, but he, I mean, he's incredible. He's, his, uh, what's it called, his distribution and his delivery in the final third is pretty much like Adama Traore level already, and it's insane to see, you know? It,
1: with him, it's really just crazy that he's, he's 18 years old. Yeah. And, and this is his real first season getting first team action, and he's had to play left wing back mm mm-hmm center attacking midfielder left forward and now he's playing right forward yeah. and his poise and, and strength to be able to do all that in the premiership is just i, I think it's just for sure I, i'm over like head over heels for this kid yeah and, and, and I hope. i think
0: rightly so i think like he's that type of player that when you have a player that can show up in different positions and show his versatility and just show that he's composed on the field that's the biggest thing at a young age to have that kind of composure when you get to the final third it's insane to me
1: I think as well, right now with Arsenal, and it's really cool that you're seeing there's this big group of youth players who have all come up together and they're all kind of experienced this like boyhood dream at the same time. Cool. And they're, I think they're feeding off each other's like, success because you have not only Saka, but like I really highly rate Nketya mm-hmm. and him, him he's just got like yeah, a knack for goal. Ready, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, but I mean, yeah. with that. It was just mad. It was just like coming onto the pitch, mistimed. It was just unlucky. But I think ever. that also goes to the expectations of of what uh, Arteta is expecting from these forwards, is just like to press and to work right. hard and to challenge and to put the uh, defensemen under pressure. So that was a little bit reckless. But at the same time, I'm like, if if you're working hard like that, like I don't I don't knock him for him. For sure. Um, I heard
0: I heard the commentators talking about the competition between Inketia and Lacazette being so good for those two, like being able to try to push each other to be better mm-hmm. players for Arsenal um, and especially when you talk about not being able to bring too many players in the summer it might be interesting to see how those players develop next season under Arteta in the system with a full preseason. yeah well, I guess it won't
1: be really a full preseason anymore though I feel like this is kind of a preseason.
0: yeah true true
1: yeah I'm kind of viewing it that way like I think a lot of clubs are yeah um,
0: I think I think uh, to help us transition into another sport maybe Kyle can
1: probably jump in a little
0: bit more with this because he doesn't know as much about footy but he knows more about the NBA. Um, I was looking at the playoffs and just looking at some of the players that are sitting out I think it's kind of taken away from the level of competition that's going to be at that restart for the NBA. What do you guys think about that?
2: Yeah for sure I mean you, you see a lot of guys that you know they've sat players before to give them rest and a lot of things like that but To do it in a playoff situation when they're coming through with this new structure, Mm -hmm. I I think it hurts the game. I mean, people still be excited to watch it. I completely understand why they do come on. Yeah, yeah, but it's. I mean, it's like having you know all star game, but we're not going to start the starters. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean the the one team that comes to mind is the Brooklyn Nets. Right. Like, the I was looking today. It looks like there's like seven players that have said they're not going to join in. Yeah. Um, due to personal reasons, and, like, that's completely fine. I completely understand why players would do that, but it also makes you wonder what this tournament's going to be valued as, you know, going forward. Like, how would we look back on this tournament as far as, like, the champions are concerned? Do you yeah, think it'll be more valued or less valued? Because yeah, I remember the seeing the Giannis validity, saying, "Right, okay. well, I, I remember, I remember Giannis saying it's it. going to be the hardest one to win, yeah. but then when you have players that aren't playing then that drops the quality, so maybe it doesn't become the hardest one to win.
1: Yeah, I think what you're going to see is that initially, like during the round robin and maybe even round one, that it's not going to be the level of, of what you kind of expect through a full NBA playoff uh, experience. Um, but, I mean, for every player that's been dropping out, like they're typically from people who teams are not going to win. Like, I, yeah. mean, I mean, you know, Brooklyn... That's, they're, gonna that's finish, true, they're gonna finish seven or eight, and they're gonna play either the Raps or or the Bucks, and they're probably gonna get swept. Yeah. Um, I mean, Washington how a lot of players sit out, and they're like they only had to win, I think, two games to kind of get close to that play in tournament. Right. Uh, but if you look at kind of every top team, I think everyone's really locked in and, and wanting to play um, and wanting to win. I don't think we'll look back on this. I know players are gonna. A lot of players say that media is kind of. Drawn up this thing is like there's gonna be asterisks beside beside this year NBA title and yeah. I think that's inevitable just because of With every the situation in. right yeah. but I don't think anyone looks back at the lockout season when Spurs won and, and says hey that 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 shortened season is illegitimate yeah. if anything I think this is a much harder um, situation to be in I mean you're asking players to go into this bubble <laughs> and spend three months um, away from everybody yes they get their their family and friends if they're going to the second round but. Yeah to stay in that type of atmosphere and compete day in and day out um
0: but is it is it that much different for team because they're i mean for a team like orlando i guess maybe they're more used to being at home in this situation but for other teams they're all used to traveling so i mean obviously for playoffs would be a lot different because you have home games and away games but the away thing if they're all in the same place do you think that cohesiveness will kind of if anything, kind of make it better. And, and and they won't have to travel as much for games and stuff. So maybe the fitness levels will be a little bit better. And yeah. you, you never know, right?
2: Yeah, it could be. An, just, I think it really puts the players in a tough spot on, you know, the ones sitting out for personal reasons, mm-hmm. whether that's they're not comfortable with COVID or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's tough because they get the spotlight put on them of like, oh, you're not coming back. Yeah. And so it, it's tough because, you know, Normally they tell anyone yeah. else to stay home, but they want athletes or celebrities to you know get back to your job.
0: For sure, and athletes are, like, that example is, is perfect, right? You see it with uh, footy players going back to that when they came back. And there's that whole kind of ethical discussion as to why is so much attention being put on sports. It doesn't seem like it should be something that takes priority, but it seems like it has been. And I think it'll be interesting to see how the NBA... Um, adapts to that, considering all the things that are going on with the Black Lives Matter movement as well. There's so much good that's going on in the United States alone. But when you combine that with everything that's going on with COVID, it's going to be so interesting to see how all that combines when they come back, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: I, I do think, though, that that's a huge point you mentioned about, the uh, like, not need to travel. I mean, if you look at the previous years with, with Golden State being the finals against uh, Toronto and mm-hmm. then even the Cavs, like they're traveling across the country yeah, exactly. and they're playing every other day. Yeah. So you remove that from it. And and yeah, I think these players are pros and and staying in a hotel and, and living there is, is not going to be like the worst. I mean, there's obviously they're going to be pampered. They're and, away from you know, home pretty easy. Yeah. They go on
0: road trips, you know. Like they they don't just go away for like a weekend. Sometimes yeah. they go away for like full like 2 weeks road trips. You
1: know, I so. I think the main thing is is the the restrictions that they have on the players within this bubble because it's right. not like hey you're in this bubble you guys have to stay here but you can do whatever you want right. they're being very strict with them and i think that makes sense because you can't have a situation where one player gets it and then you have an outbreak and you can't trace it and you need to shut the league down you yeah. need to have to you know stability and be able to say okay if, if a player does get it we have measures in place to protect everyone else um, but i think that's going to be difficult for players to say hey like you need to play and then you need to go to your room yeah, but like yeah. you if you like you can't play like doubles in ping pong you play well, you, cards, think about, you like... have to switch the the balls like <laughs> they, they have to switch to the playing cards is that actor. actually like yeah they have wow. they if they, they're playing playing cards well they, i was like, thinking about like
0: more like i wasn't thinking about that kind of stuff but that's actually so true but i was thinking more like the dining areas and stuff like mm. that you're going to have like what so many teams going in and out of there pretty much consistently yeah. and I mean if there's one staff kitchen staff working it's going to be hell but yeah. also if they're switching the kitchen staffs around because that tends to happen with professional teams they have their different co- chefs in which they know they're not dads.
2: able to test those guys and they don't have Yeah, and
0: that's, what I, and that's going back to what I was saying the ethical kind of decision is how many people are they putting in this bubble and is it really worth it in the end, at the end of the day because like you said there will kind of be an asterisk around this title and like all this stuff that I was talking about before is it really worth it in the end?
1: You know? I think so, though. Yeah? I think long-term...
0: I mean, I'm happy to see it coming back. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here in the way that it it doesn't... From people that don't necessarily follow sports, it might seem a little bit weird that all this stuff is just coming back kind of just, just The fluidly.
2: economic portion of it, too. The, yeah. You know... The true. amount of people involved that want that ball rolling again that's true it's the, like, the sponsorship hey, this, money and all that this stuff is coming their in. job it's not just a sport to them to them it's income it's yeah. you know making money and so yeah are they putting that above some people's health I think a couple yeah. of
1: po- couple points to that is that you you the talk to the NBA resuming were very quiet until the players saw a reduction in their in their salary. And, and that and then as soon as players like their paycheck got cut they were like okay we need to come back there. here and, and i think a lot of guys say like oh these guys are millionaires and they make so much and yeah that's true for like like the two three top guys on the team mm-hmm. but like once you get past like maybe four or five of the guy starters like guys aren't making that much like they're ma- they're making yeah. significantly more compared to like someone who works like a day-to-day type of thing yeah but like when you're making let's say like look at like Kuzma, like he's on a rookie salary, right. um, maybe he's making three or four million in California, so he's getting taxed, which yeah. is like super high there. All well, these consider There's also like, the
0: lifestyle, right? Like, if, if you have a certain lifestyle and you're living your lifestyle mm-hmm. according to these checks that are coming in and, yeah. just, and the how you're playing, then it kind of changes everything. So, I mean, even when they went into quarantine, I guarantee players were just immediately staying fit before they even had their team telling them what to do. That's always like a priority for those players and athletes. Yeah. And I think it'll be really interesting to see that how the, uh, I mean, everybody talks about the veteran players coming back. And I think it'll be interesting to see if younger teams do do better than older teams in the playoffs, you know?
1: Do you, do, you, do, you, would you favor that though? Would you think younger disadvantage is. is it? I, I I don't think that that
0: is as much of a factor, the fitness factor for veteran players, because I think, like I said, they're constantly staying fit. And again, there was the Olympics this year, so they're probably going to be staying fit for that if they wanted to go to it. Yep. So I think that's not necessarily as big of a factor, but it could, right? You, you, there could be this wear and tear factor that comes into play, right? When you're coming back after such a long time and playing top level, then maybe things, maybe your body might not be able to keep up. Yeah. So I think it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't know if it will, but I think it could.
1: I think I think it kinda of benefits the veterans because they've gone through so many NBA seasons and they know they know what level they need to be during the playoffs. Right. They know what it takes to be a pro athlete, exactly, yeah. right? But when you get a guy like like looking at Memphis, like I'm, I'm a huge John Moran fan. Yeah, but I'm like, he hasn't. First of all, like when you go to college, like you're not playing eighty games. Like they've, right. you, you, they play a handful of games comparatively to the NBA. So like, even just to take that next step, and then to take that next step to the NBA playoffs, to know like what type of like mental focus. But do you think that
0: do you think that same pressure will be there, considering everything that we've been talking about?
1: I think so. I think, you know, when you hear about sometimes like NBA games, like practice games and they're like, like look at the Space Jam, uh, like Michael Jordan series and then you look at the Olympic Dream Team and they're like, all the players say like, these were the best games that we've ever played. Closed door, like just practice. These guys are ultra competitors, right? Right. And NBA, basketball is such, I'm, because I'm a fairly like new NBA fan over the past like five years and the reason I, I'm like super interested in it is because it's such a, like man versus man sport mm-hmm. like you could have one player who can just completely change the game Definitely. and whether he's yeah. playing well or where he's playing poor it's it's unlike
0: any team sport nothing where you can
1: have like an individual player that makes so
0: like even hockey and stuff like that yeah. right even other five sport uh, games there's i mean NFL's kind of similar if that you have a quarterback or you have like, i mean even then you play. still need the blocking
2: and stuff yeah. like that right yeah. so if no one's catching the ball yeah. or
0: you know, everybody's dropping it. it. Yeah, yeah, true. If yeah. you don't have a run game, like, there's a lot of factors in there. But in a game like the NBA, you can have a player that just shows up for a game. I mean, even a no-name. Or quarter. Yeah, exactly right. right.
1: Get hot for one quarter, this game is done. I think mean, I think, like... I think it'll,
0: that's my favorite part about the playoffs, actually. Yeah. seeing, like, players get hot and just, like, lead their teams further than you'd ever expect. Like, I, I remember Iguodala when he got hot in the finals with Golden State. I was like, I, I didn't like Golden State, but I was like, Man, that's dope. That's awesome. awesome. You know, yeah. like a veteran showing up yeah. at the end of the season, playing harder than anybody else on that team defensively
2: well, is. When you see awesome. with the round robin, do you think there's gonna be a you know exhibition field so the first first few games? you know, guys? I think they're, they're doing like warm up. Get their feet under them. Yeah, I you know, mean, like that's, I know
0: for like the NHL, that I was just looking it up. They're doing like these phases, right? Yeah. So they're doing they did the same with footy where they have like four or five phases that they go through, and usually the last phase is, like, a couple exhibition games, yeah. and then they get back into, like, the so proper slinger phase. Yeah, but even then, when they come back to that first game, it's usually, like, it's usually a bit of mayhem. You know, it's it's not the nicest, most attractive thing, but at that point, you're just so happy to see it come back. Just, you don't care. Yeah.
1: It'll be interesting for some of these higher seed teams, like 1-4 to in the West and the East, whether they look at the standings and say, like, does it really make a difference? First of all, there's no home court, right? Right. So, does it really make a difference? You know whether we win these games or not, like in terms of seeding, like yeah. who you want to avoid and who you want to get, maybe first or second round, avoid certain teams. It's um, a lot
2: more of a strategy game because it's such close quarters compared to a stretched out season. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I know, looking at the East, like if I'm, if I'm Toronto and Boston, like you want that number two, because. Right. There's a there's a huge drop off from when you go from, from six to seven, right? Either like all that being
0: said, if you're Toronto and Boston, you're probably gonna end up two three. So right. so you're probably gonna end up in the same place together. Yeah. You know, so that's that's even I mean, that's even more scary. So if anything you'd want to drop to I mean, no, that's where you want to be, yeah. Realistically. But I mean, that being said, do you guys see Milwaukee coming out of the east or who do you guys have coming out of the east and west? Who you who do you guys have as favorites? I know a lot of factors are in play after this quarantine, but based on their form before and based on the league standings and based on the players that might be sitting out for
1: certain teams. To be honest, I've maybe this is a biased opinion, but I really think Toronto can come out of the East again. I think overall when I look at like a whole season, the 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 stuff and obstacles that they went through and to still be the second best team in the East. I mean, yeah. a lot of people said, like, their championship was a bit of a fluke and they weren't even predicting them to finish, like, top four in the East. Oh, but if they, you look yeah. at, if you look over the por- past four years... People like were saying they were a late seed in this season
0: and you're just like, no, this team is too, like, hard-working. And now they've done it,
1: you know what yeah. I mean? Like, right. they... Yeah. Like that team really got over that hump yeah. of like we can't take the next step. LeBron keeps kicking us out of the playoffs, yeah. and then Kawhi came in and he was like, "No, this is how you win." And yeah. I think they really got that self belief. I mean, you because- see
0: players like Fred VanVleet learned so much in
2: that playoffs. Well, right? Everyone like, stepped up. Yeah, yeah, so much more. And I think
1: know.
0: I think the biggest factor for me, like again, bias being a Raptors fan, but Nick Nurse I think is an Ooh. incredible coach, and I think in a situation like this, coaching might become one of the most important
2: things. Just I mean respect it too. Yeah. And that plays a big part. Guys want to work hard, people that so they respect yeah, and they, they they like where the vision's going. You struggle yeah. with some guys that it's like He know, seems
0: I mean, like the perfect like kind of blend between a player and a proper coach. You know, like yeah. you kinda of wanna have that tactical mind and the player mind with it where you can you can kinda of deal with the personalities. But that's the one thing I'll say about the Raptors they never really had those personalities, you know. Like even Kawhi coming in was like the perfect person for us, right? It was yeah. just like the least personality possible, possible, but just hardworking, you yeah. know. And that's really the identity of the Raptors. Yeah. So I think it'll be interesting to see when they come back. So maybe Raptors coming out of the East. What about the West? Clippers, Lakers. I think those two are probably the favorites, but
2: yeah. I, I mean, I'd any really dark like courses? to see. I'd really like to see the Lakers start winning. Yeah. I don't know. They they got a good team. They thought with all their additions that it was going to be a great team. <laughs> they
0: put they put enough work in, right? Yeah,
2: and so I mean I think they they need to earn it now. It's like you have the talent. You guys could be a good team, but like let's let's prove it. Let's show it. Just yeah. because you have you know the Lebrons and you know those AG. top names, CIAG yeah, over there, like everyone needs to work together.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's the thing that kind of pushes people when they say the Lakers are going to win is. A player like LeBron but then again you look at the Clippers and maybe that team might be more complete like we were saying with the Raptors right a little bit less I mean there's a lot of personality with Pat Beverly but there's there's more hard work I think in that Clippers team deeper than the Lakers yeah get
2: the spotlight less too though for yeah, sure. I think they get overshined by the Lakers and it's like... Yeah, I mean, true. You don't know how good they actually are.
0: Well, I think midway through the season, people started realizing that they're not as far behind the Lakers as Even people thought. Team, yeah, yeah. They're, they're kind of closer than a lot of people thought. But yeah, think,
1: The thing with the, the Clippers is that I don't really know who whose team and what team they... like. I think that's Doc Rivers' team, right? right. But when I look at the players... That they have and their and their best players like like they're all very new. They're all very ball dominant, and I don't know really what is their their style really right. When I when I watch Lakers all season, like I know how they play. That's LeBron's team. Right. That's AD and you got role players, and you everyone on that team knows their role. They that's know true. what they need to do. Yeah. This week they asked Jarrell Smith and like, how do you think you fit in? And he's like, I'm gonna hit corner threes and I'm gonna defend at a high level. Yeah. Right? You know, you get guys come in. You, uh, Dwight Howard, his whole career, he yeah. would just post up and, and you'd be like, just don't do that. Just dunk <laughs> and just be this force. And he comes yeah. in here and he, yeah. he's perfectly fine getting zero points and, and tw- 20 rebounds, 20 blocks. Because, yeah. like, he knows his role on that team. Well, I, that's the thing about LeBron. When you're on a
0: LeBron team, you know you're going for the championship yeah. and you drop all that kind of ego, goes out the window because you're kind of on that road. You're already like on that path. Goal. It's like,
2: trust in it. I mean, you've seen the last dance. Yeah. When they were talking about the Bulls team, I mean, Rodman was a perfect example of that, of like, he was the best at his job. Yeah. No one worked harder at his job. Oh, that's a perfect example. Was he a star player? I argued a bit with my brother about this the other day because he said, you know, Rodman had the easiest job. (laughs) No. I said, I disagree with that. Yeah. I mean, I I argued to the point where it's like, you know, he has to work probably a lot harder it's like the guy in hockey that has to go in the corners and get the puck yeah to those star players it's like oh you gotta think about after, after the game, game
0: too right yeah. <laughs> like those people's recovery is so much
2: more than somebody who's just they take such a toll on yeah. the body yeah. and they're getting up and they're doing it again the next night exactly like, yeah, yeah.
1: I, also i just i just don't think there's a player in the nba who can guard anthony davis
0: yeah i, I, I mean I, when I, you I, match up the late the Clippers with the Lakers, realistically, that's kind of what people are seeing as far as the West yeah. is concerned. But um I don't know. I think I think it'll be interesting to see that series because you never know with with Kawhi. You know, you never oh, for know sure. with and Paul George. Paul George, George when yeah. When, yeah. yeah
1: when he's on like because I'm a like I'm a huge Westbrook fan yeah. like followed OKC for for a long time and when he was on last year before he hurt his shoulder he was MVP candidate. Like he was putting up big time numbers and him and Russ were going and they can both defend at a super high level. Yeah. And now you put Kawhi with him. Like those are the two best wings in the league. Like the hands down, yeah. like ain't nobody's touching yeah. those guys. No, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm yet to see a complete playoff series from Paul George. So yeah, uh, I, I'll need to see that before we can.
0: True. Okay. Um, so maybe we, um, transition into a little bit of uh, fight talk, maybe start off with, uh, Fury and Wilder three, because I know I want uh, you guys want to talk about a little bit about this, and I know I want to talk a little bit about this. Um, maybe some early prediction, or how about I'll get your thoughts on the second fight? What were your guys' thoughts on that Fury masterclass? I guess is the best way to put it.
2: I think Fury's just a better boxer. Yeah. I mean, he was able to impose his size, which a lot of guys against Wilder don't pressure like he did during that fight. He put a lot of pressure on him. He hit him with, not necessarily even like clean big shots, but just a lot of quantity, and didn't let Wilder, you know, plant that back foot. He was yeah. always moving backwards, and so I think he just he outclassed him to the point where you know I think Wilder was mentally done. It seemed like before that towel went in, that you know, the the lights were still on. Mm-hmm. He was still fighting. Oh yeah, he was. He, has no, he was hanging He has up. no quit in him. Yeah. But I think it, it just seemed. I like, I was
0: not surprised
2: when he, that towel went. He in. was gone.
0: I mean, I know it's Wilder, but I really wasn't that surprised when that towel went in because it's just like, at that point, he was just getting battered. <laughs> like even Fury didn't want to keep going. It seemed like he was just like, man, why are, why am I still in this? Well, you know? His
2: legs gave up on him yeah. too. Yeah. I mean,
0: that was early on. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and so.
0: So I mean, then maybe looking forward to the third fight what do you think Wilder can do differently in order to kind of combat what Fury did? And do you think Fury will come out the same way or come out different?
1: It's hard because, like, Wilder is... If you look at him as a boxer, like, he's a very novice. Like, he, he he went to the Olympics, I'm pretty sure, after, like, less than two years of training. Right. And he medaled. And he's one of those guys that he just had so much success throughout all his career of just knocking guys out. And he had this unbelievable confidence in his ability and it's always interesting when you when you get beat it, it's to see how, how you look at the fight and how yeah. you look at yourself to, to come back because I always think in a rematch it always kind of as, when you lose you can say okay I can do this to, to win right I know what I need to do to beat this guy the next time because I lost and when you already won you're like okay I just need to do the same thing so you don't really change a lot of things right but, well, but,
0: but having said that some people contested that Wilder might not, shouldn't that, shouldn't have even won the first fight, right? That was a, That was a little bit of a contentious point. So right. it was a draw though. The draw. Yeah. Right. The, sorry, the draw. But, but you know arguments I mean, arguments right? There was arguments for both, sides. Arguments for both sides. So even yeah. then, you you say like, how would Wilder react in the second fight? I think everybody kind of knew how Fury was going to come out, but now it's kind of like how will Wilder react in the third fight. Yeah. Kind of everybody knows how Fury will come out again. Well, I mean, it might I, just be like the whole thing over again. You I know? thought
2: Fury would be a little gun shy coming into the second fight after actually catching that right, right. hand. Right. Or getting the right and then the left to put him down. And it was just like, you know, is he gonna come out trying, you know, Anthony Joshua him, where he's just gonna go for point style boxing and win it on points. But no, he came out and he threw, he imposed a game plan and I don't mm-hmm. think Fury was expecting him to come right at him. I Because I, of that power.
1: I was predicting that Wilder would win. I think in a rematch often the puncher gets um the power puncher has a little bit more advantage because you've gone twelve rounds with someone, you yeah. kinda know how they fight, you kinda so it's, it's more about the big Yeah, you know what I mean? So they, yeah they have that, you know, comfortability with him. But then when Fury came out and was just like really putting it on him, I mean he's just like technically like he fights like he's a like a welterweight a middleweight, mm-hmm. like the way he moves, the way he yeah. slips, like you just, you it's, just don't, it's miraculous you just yeah. don't see that from a guy who's what, he's like 6'9 He's 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 massive. like six nine like two seventy or something he's like huge, that. Yeah. So you don't see guys move like that. And and I don't think Wilder was was expecting especially after getting two knockdowns like that in the first fight, I don't think he was expecting him to come out as aggressive. Yeah. And it's it's super difficult to, to fight backwards. Well, when you like, actually
0: look at the size difference it's actually pretty miraculous, right? because like, what Wilder is not nowhere near six is he, he is six seven. Is he? Yeah, I think they're Fury's around this, six nine.
1: Wow. Okay. I think yeah. they're they're All both right. rather tall, but I mean the but, I mean fight, the the weight difference is yes. huge. I think
0: that that's yeah. the major thing, right? Is that like, but even yeah. then you have more power behind a Wilder punch, so.
2: And Fury coming in heavier too. I yeah. Mean, that scared me. Yeah. I was. I was <laughs>
0: Wilder was coming in lighter.
2: I'm a biased.
0: Than, or no, Wilder was coming man. in heavy too. He he came can, in heavy yeah.
1: yeah.
2: I'm a bias fury fan mm-hmm. and i still in the back of my mind was thinking you know wilder's gonna knock him out in this fight yeah because mm-hmm. he like you said study 10 rounds know how he moves but
0: even at the last rounds like when we said he was falling over and he's ha- he's kind of struggling you were just kind of late you know there's, yeah. there's that chance that maybe he that eraser could 10. come he out pull
2: them out every, every once in a while for He'd sure throw a hard right i mean looping feet not planted because he's moving backwards. But he was yeah. still trying to put him out yeah. exactly
0: and they were just he was just waiting for like at least one to try to, to try to get fury back a little bit and yeah. it just never
1: happened. yeah. And I think in boxing like weight is not as advantage advantageous as like wrestling or, or more like grappling sports because yeah. you don't really carry that weight with you and right. and, and, and punching power is, is different. There's a lot of based on you know your your genetics like and how you punch Your technique but, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so when Fury was much heavier, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, is he gaining this weight because he thinks he can take a punch better? But when he came out, like he was really leaning on Wilder mm-hmm. and using that weight. Yeah. And and, and almost dirty boxing. Yeah, yeah. And just really yeah. making carry, and then also going backwards, because everyone like it's easy. To, it's easy to go you know five rounds when you're winning, when you're going forward, when you're pressing a guy. But when you have to go on your back foot, because nobody really trains like that. Only ever a guy trained like that was 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 uh, was Ali, and and he would like run miles backwards.
2: And people don't expect okay if you're moving backwards in a fight, whether it's MMA or boxing, you could be doing a couple K, yeah, twelve rounds backwards. Backwards, and you're never used to it. Yeah, and you're
1: right. never used to it, and I I don't think while they're. You've never seen him like.
0: You know, maybe he's doing some miles like Ali, know.
1: The only problem with which, which, which made me a little bit, you know, which why I really favor Wilder, a uh, Fury in the in the third fight is because he came out with a ton of excuses after. Oh my god. And, you the, know, the costume. The costume was heavy, yeah. like, and then they they said something about like Fury's gloves, and I and that worries me because I'm like I understand from a fighter's perspective like. You have to have this armor of confidence around you, and you need to do what you can do to build it up. Yeah. But when there's that, because the gulf in, in class between them is is just uh, at the at the moment so though, like
0: at the end of the fight, he was a little bit more straight up. Yeah. But again, he was like pissed off that the towel came in.
2: Well, you could compare it to, I mean, loosely to when the first time Mike Tyson got beat, it was like you saw a bit of humanity. Yeah. On you know this guy's a killer. Mm -hmm. this guy can't be stopped he runs through guys and then for him to go down I mean he had his own I mean personal issues that played a big role in that but I mean Fury or Wilder had the same little bit sort of stigma around him of like guys were just scared of him yeah Yeah. but he he did come out and
0: say he, he he got beat by a better boxer I can't remember the quote exactly, but he straight up said that Fury yeah, was the better boss. And
2: I was happy yeah. with that until, you know, the until, next morning. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, actually, I shouldn't have put my suit on for so long. It yeah. was 50 pounds. It was like, you know, that carrying around 50 pounds distributed throughout your whole body on someone, you know, 230, 240 pounds. Yeah. That's, I mean, hockey gear. I have 100 pounds of... I mean, but it's also gear. just
0: like, it's completely your decision you know like you have nobody to blame but yourself in that and and you can't make that use that as an excuse when it's your decision yeah you know so i i hope he's it's like punching yourself in the face and getting angry at somebody for hitting you afterwards yeah you
1: know like so i hope he he you know watches that fights and realizes that you know i changes need to be done in terms of my boxing capability yeah um and, and the style and that he has, his walkout. Yeah, 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 maybe maybe lose the uh, the gimmick Come a up bit. Come share
2: like Fury. Yeah, Sa- save your legs. Yeah. Yes. Fury
1: was sitting.
0: Man, that was uh, one of my favorite walkouts I've ever seen. That was like
1: a, I loved it. There's... I mean, it was very gimmicky, but I loved it. But people, <laughs> this is the thing where I feel like uh, boxing is, is does a lot better job than MMA. Is that like you get this type of personality coming from the yeah. fighters and you get that attachment mm-hmm. whereas like when i watch a ufc fight and and like they come out in the reebok gear and they all look the same and yeah. for of all the gear is just absolutely trash and no one would ever wear like in on a day-to-day like no one you don't see anyone walking around and you tracksuit. but, but you if you do, do you're like i know who to stay person. away from yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but like it just looks bad and i'm just like why do you want to make all these guys so cookie cutter you yeah know i mean no. like it's you,
0: something about the ufc it's a weird like school kind of mentality where you have, to have like uniforms and everything. Yeah, like, everything's very restrictive as far as sponsorships and all that's concerned. I'm sure the contracts are very
2: restrictive. I think yeah, they tried to make it more professional yes. by doing that. Yeah, I mean you get away from you know the Stingers. no. I see you move away from your shorts, the big tapo, the WWE the... style. Yeah. yeah, but I mean they they could still place restrictions on without taking that creativity away. For sure. Yeah, but I mean I'm they... saying like, hey, here's what you can wear as far as logos. Here's a maximum. You know. You can't cover your entire shorts and branding, blah, blah, blah. But other than that, do what you want. Yeah. Wear what you want for your walkout, you know, what shorts you want to wear. As long as they're approved, go for it. Yeah. And no, I, th- I
0: think that's the one thing that might need to kind of loosen up a little bit, but it's I, just so I don't know if it ever will. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: okay. I, know the, I know the Reebok deal is, is coming to an end, um, and and. You're seeing slightly, like, more of a, of a fighter empowerment mm-hmm. movement coming up in terms of, like, the top guys, like, not mm-hmm. settling anymore now that they know their worth. And I think Conor changed a lot of things with that True. in terms of, like, establishing, like, you know, get, know your value and get that. And and yeah. even going back to the walkouts, I mean, the only p- people I've ever known who's had, like, any sort of individual walkouts is Conor. I mean, he's come out to, like, live performances. Yeah. And even he comes out. He doesn't like wear any Reebok gear. Like he just wears the shorts and does whatever he wants. And, and I mean Flag. even, yeah. And and I mean it's all you need. That's, that's it's it's like iconic. But I mean like I I love the days when like the Diaz brothers would come out and they'd be wearing like jeans and like a, a, like a Metal m- Messiah shirt and like a toque. And I'm just like that's so badass. Like you guys are just in the back there wearing jeans want like, to come out to in, a fight. And, and I'm like. Off. I'm like Boom. that's that's because that's who they are like I want to see that it, it, it feels more
0: authentic when somebody just comes in like fully street clothed up and then just takes everything off and just starts brawling on each other right yeah
1: <laughs> and I think they're they are a dying breed with it um, <laughs> yeah. and you're seeing a lot more of like athletes coming into the UFC yeah um, but yeah I think, I think eventually it's true it's becoming much more technical yeah, yeah. But, I, but I think the competition between different promotions um, I know Bellator is, is, is really coming up and, right. and offering a lot of uh opportunity for for like high level athletes to go there i mean like roy mcdonald went over you know Musasi, and these are yeah. the guys that I, I think are like pound for pound like s- some of the greats and and they'll still fight for a long time and they get well paid there they have opportunity for sponsorships and actually being treated yeah. a little bit more like as It's as nice a star. to see
0: cuz i i know like i was i was, I just keep popping WWE keeps popping in my head cuz i was watching that john oliver report about it where he was talking about how they've literally created kind of a monopoly where Anytime a wrestling corporation starts getting bigger, they buy them out. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see that like UFC necessarily hasn't tried to do that. You know, like they've they've kind of let some room I think they've had to maybe the, maybe they've tried and to and I don't know yeah. about it,
1: but So, so early on they, they like they bought Invicta, they bought Strike Force, okay, so they were you. buying but they they had a little bit of a trouble. I think it was maybe five years ago, but they did have like a, a lawsuit, and, okay. and it was because they were kind of monopolizing. Yeah. Uh, but Bellator is owned by Viacom, and, and they're like a that's a billion dollar company, so like right. they can't buy them. Um, but I think I think they do like UFC needs at least one major competitor just to say like okay yeah. this isn't a monopoly and we're not doing it this way. And um, it is it is a
0: decent competitor, but obviously, when you think of MMA, you still think UFC. I think.
1: Of course, I yeah. think. Well, I think most people refer to MMA as UFC. So. No, that's very true. <laughs> so, I mean, I've I've
0: definitely been that person. 100 um, percent. So yeah. moving into UFC, um, not MMA, UFC, because we're gonna yeah. talk about the event coming up this uh, Saturday, UFC two fifty one on Fight Island. Um, maybe we'll run through the. Uh, do you guys want to go through the prelims too, or just the main card? Do we'll
1: the main card. It's the main card. 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 Yeah, maybe
0: I'll just ask which one. Who you guys think is gonna win? Uh, each one so we'll start off with the uh, women's flyweight bout um, don't know if you guys have been keeping up with this at all so
1: yeah so uh, Amanda Paige.
0: and uh, Paige Van Zant
1: yeah I think this is actually Paige's last fight uh, on her contract and I know her husband fights for UFC and they're super close and she's kind of come out and talked a little bit against uh, I'm sorry a little uh, okay. about uh, about UFC and the kind of the, the money that she's been paid there she actually made an interesting point that she said she made more money on Dancing with the Stars that she's ever made in the UFC like over time combined oh no <laughs> so and so I think she's for a
2: championship fighter yeah it goes back to the exposure on, on women too yeah, yeah. right that, the draw that these these big cards are getting yeah
1: yeah. I, I, I like Paige I think she's uh, she's scrappy she's tough and she's like a real fighter I, I would I would m- most times when she fights I do like to favor her I think she's yeah she's got a lot of heart to her
2: yeah and I think you know, Paige blew up fast. They pushed her extremely fast. Um, I mean, she had a couple surgeries that put her out for a long time, and right. when she did Dancing with the Stars, right. So I mean, she's a lot to prove coming back. Mm-hmm. But I, I think she's skilled enough that you know, she can she can win this fight.
1: Yeah, yes. I, and I think she's like being the last uh, like fight on her on her contract. She's, she wants to get paid when she leaves or she wants UFC to want her to stay and and pay well and that's a a big um, incentive on her end Um, and as well I think when you talk a little bit smack about the company up into the fight you have a little more out of pressure interesting side stories to that one yeah so I I think I would I I like her in that fight Um, yeah Kyler, you
0: take Paige Van over Amanda Rivas okay moving on to the women's strawweight bout Rose Namajunas is that how you pronounce it Namajunas there we go, Jessica Andrade. No, Andrade. Andrade. Right. Yeah. Um, women's strawweight bout. Who do you guys have on that one?
1: I think that's actually a rematch. Yeah, I'm just I just saw that. Um, they were they've already fought and she she KO'd Rose um, yeah. on a slam. But Rose looked really good in that fight. Rose, I think out of out of most of the female fighters that I've seen, she probably has the best pure boxing. And she trains out of uh, same campus as Justin Gaethje and Trevor Whitman out of Denver. Okay. And like when I when I see her train and, and kind of her warm up and hit mitts and just kind of shadow box, she she really like has fundamentals. And I mean, you saw that shot where she put out Young um, uh, Janjacek. Yeah. And, and she she's really got some pop in her, and she's and she came into the UFC so young, and, and you know I, Ultimate I think, Fighter and.
2: Yeah, and I have followed her since the Ultimate Fighter, and was a big fan. And watching her, you know, work her way all the way up to a championship. Mm-hmm. It's like, you see that her her kind of heart and drive for actually fighting and being in the UFC, yeah. after her last loss especially, you see it fade on, you know, I did this to put food on the table to get the life that I wanted. And, you know, she kind of has everything that she wants now. Um, but I think she's the better fighter. Yeah. I mean, I think she did, a, she was winning the fight against Andraj in the first one yep. for sure i was going all the way for her, and then she got put out which mm-hmm. i mean it happens yeah and I, I think she'll come back she'll come back strong
0: well, a little bit of a mean streak maybe
2: yeah a little bit I, i'm interested to see whether you know that heart's going to be there where she's like you know what i'm back and i'm focused or my you know i'm not really in it anymore
1: she, she's a very emotional fighter okay and yeah. and i think that is See if the passion's
0: there. Then she'll hopefully have it.
1: Yeah, and I mean, sometimes she's there, sometimes she's not, and I think that's a byproduct of of her being so emotional. Right. Um, so if she's in a good she place, She struggles
2: too with anxiety. For there's sure, a lot of issues yeah. there. Right. That, you know, there, the things you can't really help, but you can try and manage. Yeah. Right. So it's things
0: that you never really see, but it's, it's not where it's you would late. say
2: she's unprofessionally emotional. It, right. It would be you know, there's outside factors that play in, in yeah. her state, right. Yeah. yeah
0: it's it's always interesting about fighters in individual sports in general is that there's always that kind of mentality always plays a factor in there it,
1: it's such a it's such a mental game like mm-hmm. i was listening to um just a random muay thai coach the other day and he says you know typically when you're in a fight it's you and a person but then you always have that inner me versus me dilemma right. and it's hard to fight someone when you're fighting your own confidence issues and, and, you know, knowing that you did enough to be in here and you actually want to be here and want to win. Yeah. You hear a lot of fighters say, they like, I didn't want to be there. Like, I, and it wasn't you like, there's. needs
2: that ego on, you know, then getting back to Tyson thinking, you know, he yeah. thought he was the baddest man on the planet because he'd been, you know, trained, they talk about customado, even like, is he hypnotizing him? Yeah. And, you know, he had that so much self-belief. it's almost, the only sport where a huge ego plays to your advantage when when the skill sets yeah are.
0: i think i think and like you said having that humility when you do lose is a big yeah. factor but also being able to bounce back is part of that ego
1: yeah so it's it's a definitely a huge factor yeah. in there i mean momentum in fighting is is, is so powerful you get these guys yeah. on the run and and if you think that you're unbeatable and and, and you have that ultra confidence to you sometimes that that guy starts to believe that too Mm -hmm. and and really like you don't have any doubt in your mind and that type of aura just like i'm just going back to that like when connor was on that run like he just had this aura about him that he was just completely untouchable and he would carry that into the fight you can
0: strike fear right when you have that kind of stature yeah you you can strike fear
1: very easily that
2: are favored to win coming into a fight against connor yeah before he had the belt and they might be doubting themselves is that like both title fights I'm, i'm you know yeah no it's a draw on this
0: and, i mean that's you know. a sport right you're you're going into a fight with somebody you never know what's going to happen yeah. you know you can you can be as confident as you want but i mean even if you're the better fighter you might be rated as a better fighter anything can happen you know oh so, of
1: course you could be like by far have a better skill set than somebody yeah but on that night it's like who, who's coming it's not like it's fighting is such a different different animal than for sure any other sport because it's not like hey i'm not Dunking his ball, thirty points in a game. I miss half my shots. Yeah, so this guy's come to take my head off. Yeah. this guy's coming. to yeah. try to put me to sleep. Yeah, and I need to do that to him. Like and
2: I explain <laughs> to people that they've asked me how you know what's it like to spar, what's it like to fight, and my response is when you're done a run or any sort of physical cardio activity, and you can barely breathe. Yeah, it was like picture that, but then someone is hitting you. Yeah, as a, as you can't they're, breathe. They're trying to put you out. Yeah, I'm like so it's mentally you need to be mentally strong to get through that or yeah. you see guys break. Yeah. And it's just like, you know what I'm too exhausted. Um, I think this won't be any of my picks, but Uriah Hall was a prime example yep. of that on you could see when he quit. You could see just there wasn't that drive to keep going. It was kinda of just like I don't wanna be here anymore. Yeah. I'm losing, I'm getting my head bashed in and you know, I'm I'm done.
1: Yeah. And I think even relating that back to to connor and, and connor when he loses it's typically the same way he right. feels like he can't win anymore get down and he and he yeah. gives Do his like back and he finds a, finds a way out of the fight gets, gets choked out he'd rather yeah. lose that way than than you know getting knocked out or just kind of going through that fire
0: yeah yeah uh, okay so going back to that fight you guys have rose on yeah. that one i think rose this time Both? Arda?
1: yeah i mean I wouldn't put money on Rose. No. It'd be hard for me to do that because she her last fight, this is the rematch. Yeah. Last fight was in last mate. Do I think she's the better fighter? I think so. Um but yeah, that's to me that's kind of a toss up. Yeah. It's kinda fifty of 50-50. Even though I do like selfishly, biasly, I like Rose a lot and I hope she wins. But um Yeah, yeah. that's fine
0: as well. Well, fair I'll enough. You that. can always be biased with these decisions. Yeah, yeah. I never said you couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, moving on to the next fight, which is the Bantamweight title belt. Oh yeah. Um, Jose Aldo versus Peter Jan who do you guys got on that one
2: that's a tough one I mean Peter's been on a roll lately and he's beat a lot of good guys mm-hmm. um, I mean just
0: looking at the ratings yeah I don't know enough about UFC but looking at this is a pugist revenue number three for Peter Jan and then uh, number 11 for Jose Aldo yeah I mean, he's well, dropped Aldo, Aldo's been through
2: all of that but he's he's, right? he's a vet right so. I
1: think the ranking is a little bit weird because um, Aldo moved down um, right from from featherweight, um, right. and he's only had one fight, and he actually lost the fight to okay. Marias. Even though that was very close, I thought he won that fight. So I think the rankings, um, like he's he's a he's skewed. a he's a top yeah. contender. I mean he's. He, I didn't realize
0: he went down a weight class. Yeah.
1: But yeah. But I do think I don't know he looked he looked really good against Marias. He looked really strong. Peter Jan is is. Is very dangerous and he's he's beat a lot of top guys, and he definitely deserves to have this fight. Um, I would probably favor Peter in that fight, but Aldo is just, you know. One thing with Aldo is that he stopped kicking a long time ago, and his leg kicks were probably, I don't know, second to maybe only to maybe Barboza, like a couple guys.
2: I think that a guy that he's facing here with. I assume he'd want to keep it on the feet, yeah. Peter for sure. Do you think without that threat of the takedown that he throws more leg kicks in this fight?
1: Yeah, I mean, you would think that's kind of why he stopped kicking because yeah. people started catching his kicks. I think in general, though, leg kicks is, is kind of transitioned from fighters going from thigh kicks to um, calf kicks, like yeah. low because it's harder to catch and it's hard to take guys down.
2: Well, it's a little safer, and you start beating up a guy's calf like that, you, you can hit it a lot more. Than I feel it's, like it's easier
1: to wear down. Yeah. I mean, you only need... I mean, there's so less tissue in that yeah. calf muscle, right? And so you only need a good... Like, Justin Gaethje says yeah. like he'll never throw a, a thigh kick again. He's like, all I need is three to the calf, and that guy's compromised. And you're seeing it a lot. And also, I think the distance is that when you throw a leg kick, you're very easy to get countered by a straight punch. Whereas yeah. when you throw a calf yeah. kick, you can be a little bit farther away. I would like to see him throw kicks because it's like, man, I mean, that you're, you're our favorite fight. I know that's a long time ago, but like, he would badder guys with leg kicks really yeah. badder I think Aldo's really come into his own in terms of like conditioning wise and knowing you know what pace he can fight at to go five rounds I kind of compare him a little bit to uh Yo Romero where they kind of know like I kind of got a counter and just kind of you know stay in the pocket and, and use yeah. my experience to kind of beat the guy but Peter Jan is also
2: I think what makes this card so great is I haven't been able to give a definitive answer well, yeah. who yeah. I think will win yeah. on any of them so yeah far. nice I mean it could be a toss up either way I mean so then who are you lean towards for the Peter Yan and Aldo I lean towards Peter Yan yeah I mean I don't want to count Aldo out at all yeah. I mean he's an animal but hmm. I, I mean there's just so much hype around Peter right now and he's putting a lot of good guys out yeah and I, I think he's just hungry so I hope Aldo you know is ready for that yeah, fair enough. All right. What about
1: you? Yeah, I think I if I had to like someone said, hey, you're gonna bet on. I'd probably bet on on Peter Jan. Um Same thing though. Aldo's mm-hmm. been through so many title fights. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. he's 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 fought so many different places, and he's he's been here before, and and that type of experience is just, especially in fighting, is just so invaluable. So I don't know. i I've had someone said, hey, put your money down. I'd probably bet Peter. But yeah. if someone says who, what your heart thinks think probably Aldo can, kind of yeah, do it. Also, I don't think Pinion has faced, and maybe I'm wrong. Haven't looked in his record, but I don't think he's faced any of the like top top guys in the division. Yeah. And I think you're right. And and, and like yeah, I don't think he's fought like Marias, I don't think he's fought Aldo. I don't think well he hasn't fought Aldo, but I don't think he's fought Garbrandt. I don't think he's fought. Sehudo, Cruz, Sterling. There's a lot of guys he hasn't fought.
0: If my wife, I were working, I'd help you out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually I could probably look at
1: it pretty quick. But uh, but Aldo, I mean, he's fought everybody. Yeah. And I think looking at Peter Jan's record, his probably best wins last three are Uri Faber, Jimmy Rivera, and John Dotson and none of I don't of those know who th- any of those guys are. None of those Maybe guys are none of those guys um, are even close to fighting for a title. Whereas, you know, you look at Aldo and his past fights have been Marius, Alexander Volkanovski, you know, uh, Marcano, Jeremy Stevens, Max Holloway twice, Frankie Edgar, McGregor, Mendez, Lama. So I mean, he's just fight savages and as at higher weight classes.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. I th- yeah, I think to be honest, I think probably Aldo would take that, which would be a crazy story. It always
0: seems like Aldo's fighting like a big name, you know, It all like yeah at, at least from
1: my perspective where I don't really know
2: much about
0: it. But yeah. I don't know who Pierre is, but even if as soon as I see Aldo off, I'm like Okay, that's probably a big fight. Yeah, yeah,
2: and he might end up, you know, a bit of the gatekeeper on some of like, okay, you got through all these guys that, you know, were somewhat well known, but they weren't top contenders. So although it might be his first, you know, big test on, okay, the validity of right. Of his this could be the, I mean, it's a title bout, right?
0: So yeah. this could be the right right opportunity for him to try to get to that next level, hopefully.
1: So. It'd he be else? it'd be a crazy story for him to win that title though after uh, this many years because he's largely considered you know his run at at, uh, at featherweight to be you know one of the best I mean the title defenses he has and probably only comparable to Max Holloway but Max yeah. beat him twice but I mean the run that he had in W C and U F C and to be fighting this long and then not only to continue to fight but to drop weight class when he struggled so long to make one forty five right. now to make one thirty five and then fight for the belt well, against how long ago
2: was the Connor aldo fight
1: like six years ago i don't know a while ago now yeah
2: because you look at that 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 was one of the i mean first at least for me anyway when i saw connor going up against him it's like this is his first real test yeah right and i I don't think he's going to be able to beat aldo right and then you see something like that happen and it's like okay now is aldo on the way down you know he has a couple losses after that yeah for sure who knows what happens if he loses this one right i mean that's how i feel about bj penn it's like he was a legend, but I didn't want him to stop fighting.
0: Yeah. Okay, so yeah. speaking of Max Holloway, um, transitioning into the next fight, which is the uh, featherweight title belt between Alexander Volkanovsky and Max Holloway. Who do you guys have on that one? I don't know.
2: That's another tough there, one. Yeah. That's a tough one. I mean, the last fight, I think Volkanovsky won every round, but I'd say it was close. Like, it was slim.
1: I think he won that fight with leg kicks. Yeah. Like that was by far the most damaging shots that were done. And it really stopped, um, out, uh, Holloway from fighting the style that he likes to fight and the pressure that he does. And also Holloway's really good at switching stances and he does admit mid combination and it puts guys in a weird rhythm. That you don't really know how to deal with. Um, but he took away that lead, lead leg from him. And it really, that really messed up his game plan. And he yeah. couldn't, he couldn't really get going in that fight. But it wasn't situations where we talked about like who do you favor in a rematch. When I look at it like Vojanowski fought the perfect fight and I don't think he can fight better than what he did against that, right? He says he wants to go for a knockout. We'll see. The Hawaiians are a little bit you know, those island guys are a little bit tougher. They're, they're different. Uh, but they, with Holloway, he... They stay awake. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Holloway's got like so much that he can look at that fight to say, okay, I didn't do this and this is what I need to do. Um... And it'll be interesting because going into the first fight, you would have thought, okay, advantage for um, for Alex would be on, on the ground and he'll want to take him down. But he stood up with him and, and he really, that, that leg kick really, really changed the dynamic of the fight quite his, really. His
2: hands look good too. Yep. I mean, he was able to make a lot of contact. Um, I think Hallway is dynamic enough that he can come in with a different game plan. Or come in and fix those things that he was efficient in. Yeah, um, so and I think he'll should... need to
1: start earlier because typically Max, like, as the round goes, he'll pick up his accuracy. He'll pick up his volume, pressure. He does it over time, and I don't. And I think Alex really went at him early yeah. and didn't allow him to kind of gain any momentum. So I think if Max, that yeah, Max needs to, I think, impose himself a little bit little bit earlier in the fight as well because they have a huge height discrepancy like i'm pretty sure alex is like five five and and max is what like five ten like five yeah. eleven like that so yeah. he can really yeah i think he's got to use that that distance and also he's gonna need better movement in terms of staying away from the leg kick because yeah. a- alex is a former rugby player like i've seen pictures of him he was like 230 pounds like he was a unit yeah. and to come down at this weight and yeah. that's up of, and he's also another island guy as well like yeah <laughs> Jeez. So who, he do you have, who do you
0: think who would you put money on if you had to
1: oh man that's tough it, this, and just what Kyler was saying about these fights yeah. like you, you never know it's one of those you're not where, actually putting money don't worry I mean I might but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet at least uh, <laughs> to be honest the way that first fight went I think I have to favor Alex on a rematch again just because watching it like he had power he had wrestling and I think he sometimes you just see a guy has his number and that's not to say I don't think Max can, can't beat any other feather, featherweight out there and a mm-hmm. lot of lightweights I just think that's a it's for some reason it's just a bad matchup for him I don't know why
2: I, I think I want to go with Max just a part of me is telling me that you know can okonowski execute that perfect game plan again Mm. it's like they've seen each other fight now they've fought each other right they've been through it
0: it's hard if, to do the same thing twice <laughs> if you know it's hard you, to do perfection with leg kicks
2: i'm hoping max comes in with a different strategy of you know i got to keep them at at range keep away from the leg kicks you know be able to move from stance to stance mm-hmm. and you know it, it's it's tough yeah. it's a tough one i mean he'll probably be the undercard coming in. Underdog. Yeah. underdog sorry um, so I mean I'd probably put my money on him Yeah. just like win more <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> if, if, uh, if that's what way, we're doing yeah.
1: I, think, I think the only thing with Max is that he's he's a specialist and he's really good at what he does but he, he I've never seen him really in a fight kind of change his his approach yeah. change it, like hey this isn't working this is what I'm going to do and in that first fight when his leg was compromised I was looking to him to like Care. you're gonna find that next level you're gonna do what you need to do to win this fight and actually you know overcome this this deficit that you're feeling right now and i mean yeah. and i didn't see that in him and and i don't think that's because you know he wasn't trying i just don't think that when you when you've been successful this long and you've, and you've fought this long and you've won this many times mm-hmm. sometimes you just are who you are and i don't know if you can add you know anymore because i don't think he's gonna start to push down. yourself when you're yeah feeling, yeah, yeah it, when it, you've it, done it all it's hard to push yourself i feel like yeah and to add more at that point i mean he, he's not going <laughs> to be able to he's he's a great grappler but i don't think his his road to victory is by trying to take alex down or yeah because it's hard when like you're that tall and someone's that compact um and that explosive so it's gonna i think it's gonna be another exchange on the feet um but I think if Max w- wants to make things different, I think he needs to push and push early. Because and, and, typically, if you want to nullify someone's kick, you get them moving backwards. It's yeah. way harder to kick when someone's pressuring you. I mean, look at uh, going back to Edson Barboza. He's probably one of the best kickers in, in MMA. And any guy who's ever beat him, just puts pressure on him. Get yeah. in his face, push him back. And I think Max will probably need to do that. But Alex has a lot of power. And, yeah. and he can really generate some real torque because he's, he's a small guy, but Max he's got a lot of Try problem. and check those too. Yes. I mean,
2: if he, if he starts wearing them early, it's like, you can't wait to start checking those. Yeah. Let, let Wokonofsky pay for throwing that kick.
1: I yeah. mean, hard to check the, the those calf kicks those though. Calf kicks. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the knee, the thigh kicks are a little bit easier. You just raise that knee. But when someone comes at you that, that quick, that low, it's, uh, I think it's just one of those techniques that is, it's so new that like, yeah. Which is so, which is so funny because like MMA is not not a very like old sport, but yeah. you've seen guys fight for so long, and then all of a sudden, like I think I think Benson Henderson was the first one to do those calf kicks, and even then, like he hadn't really mastered it, like he was throwing it, but like never really with like real mean intent. But then it's just come in, and you see guys doing it now, and guys are just like, oh, this is like completely changing everything. Like you yeah. can take away someone's movement,
2: man. especially once they get that timing down. Yeah. So. You know that guy has pressure on his front leg yeah you know when he's pushing down on that and he's set and he's not heavy on, on his, his back foot. leg yeah. yeah when he's heavy on that front foot and you start landing those kicks you're doing a lot more damage than you know I think it plays into style too yeah. you have some Muay Thai guys versus you know like Thai boxing where guys are lighter on their Very feet like they're bouncing around a lot it's like they might be able to you know, get out of the way those kicks um,
1: traditionally though the boxing stance is very heavy on the front foot well and that's and max is a boxer and
2: yeah I was gonna say you know Henderson you look at a guy like that where it's like okay you're just gonna attack that front leg mm-hmm. all day long because he's in a set you know typical boxer stance legs are a little wider apart weight on the front foot so it, yeah it'll be interesting yeah fair like enough. I said all these are tough
0: yeah no and then moving on to the the final fight of the night the main event which is the welterweight uh, title belt for a Masvidal versus uh, kamaro Usman There's Marty, who you guys Mark, got? Marty Usman. Um, I, I like how it, I like how it says Kamara though. It's a nice, yeah. Nice touch. Um, it doesn't have Marty in the quotations though. Usually it has like a quotation.
2: Yeah. Uh, like in between, I, I, I don't feel. Fi- I don't think he likes going by that no, name. I don't think <laughs> he It's <does. laughs> not his, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so that wouldn't be. But very uh, fair. No, I'll let Artie talk on the. I think this plays perfectly into athlete versus well
0: we're running a little bit late on time here so maybe i'll just ask who you guys have for a pick on those fights who do you think it's a tough one and why you think i gotta go with jorge okay why
2: my thing is we talked about it um a little bit before was he's a fighter um i mean he he's game bread I mean, it's his nickname, yeah. he's been yeah. bred. he's been fighting. I mean, I've watched YouTube videos of him fighting. Oh, there are the on, quotations. On Kimbo's yeah. <laughs> Like, he was fighting on street fights with yeah. Kimbo there way back in the day. Yeah. And, like, the guy's just mean. I mean, Darren Till was one of my favorite fighters. And, you know, they're going back and forth. And then for him to put someone like that out, like, out cold, like that, I'm like, he could do that to anyone. Yeah. He's that much of a brawler, but he's still technically first he can wrestle he can fight on the or on the uh on the feet yeah Fair i enough. think i
1: think overall he is um, a better mixed martial artist than uzman he can Usman is a a high level wrestler uh very physically imposing um has the supreme confidence to so him. he's got a 14
0: pound weight advantage on masvidal too yeah? Yeah. That's what I'm just seeing here, yeah. They'll
1: both need to weigh 170, but I yeah. do expect that Usman will, will come in He'll a bit come heavier. He'll come in a little bit heavier. And he's um, got a...
0: He's 6 foot to first five 5'11". Yeah. 2 inch reach advantage. 2 inch... About an inch and a half legged, legged reach advantage. Yeah. So, I mean, a little bit bigger, but... Yeah. I mean, know.
2: his big test that I was actually impressed with was the Colby Covington fight. Yes. Because I thought Colby would, you know, kind of show him for what he was. He seemed like a guy that like he kind of said not really much of a fighter an extreme athlete but i don't know i just i don't think of kamara Usman as a you know like well significantly less fighter.
0: fights significantly yeah. less fights than jorge last oh, yeah. i was just looking at the record here um but 16 1 and
1: 0 i i do know as well like i have um uh, some friends who um who wrestled uh at the national level in canada and they know him through wrestling when yeah. when he was growing up and uh And not to, like, I don't think is like, I don't know, the complete validity to these stories and everything with it, but he is, he was the type of guy who, like, would, um, not, not the most strongest willed person at that time. And maybe things have changed, you know, when you're young, you're a different person than who you are. But I know there's stories of him, like, in the wrestling room, just, you know, really getting defeated. Yeah. Um, Like, physically and morally yeah, um, and wrestling true. does that like we said mentality is a yeah. huge factor Rest, re, and wrestling as well it's just yeah. like just a different breed in itself like that's just like that's the true, most true. grueling sport ever um, but when looking at it I think uh, I, right when Masvidal beat uh, Diaz I and even though Diaz is like not only like one of the top welterweights out there but the way he beat him and the way he's been beating the guys and going back to like that supreme confidence and I, I, I've i watched Masvidal throughout his whole career and I've never seen a fight that he's lost that at the end of the fight, you're like, oh, he got his ass kicked. Right. It, he's never. Whether it's been, you know, yeah. he's lost fights he too. lost a lot of close decisions. Oh, like, mostly all lost. split. Like, yeah. he, he went five rounds with Wonder Boy at his 170 debut. He yeah. went, you know, with Ay Quinta, which is like no joke. I Quinta went five rounds with Habib. So, like, every fight that he has, I always felt like, man, you, you're just not doing enough to win it. Like, you're in that fight, but you're leaving too much. And recently he's been going for it like he's he's really realized like okay this is my time and that I gotta take this out of the judge's hand and I mean he telling people he's been baptizing and he's been, yeah. he's been baptizing guys now for for a while and that, that Diaz fight too like if they didn't stop that in the fight I think that might be one of the because I know Diaz has been stopped once before by Josh Thompson but I think he would he could have that fight was close to being stopped like he was he was putting Diaz in some trouble. Diaz was never going to quit. He's yeah. not
2: that kind of guy that'll stop. You got to literally beat him until someone stops it for you. Yeah. Um, and I and I do miss the Ben Askren. Yeah. Sleep that was murder. When he put uh, on a bed twice.
1: Yeah. I do think one, and a lot of people are talking about that, um, oh, it's six days notice. Like he's going to have a cardio advantage and this and that. And, and I do think there is some points to that, but looking at the timeline, Masvidal and Usman was supposed to happen originally yeah. and they couldn't agree in terms with Masvidal and that was about about 3 4 weeks ago uh where they, they started
2: tra- 6 weeks they started discussions on it.
1: Right. And so he had already been training to fight Usman. So I don't necessarily think this is like that much of a of like a of a short notice fight. It's not like when Michael Bisming was fought Luke Rockhold and he was on a movie set. And he was that much heavier and, yeah. you know, had, had to come in and, and it was so much against him. When I see this, I was like, yeah, he's, he was training. And maybe for the past three weeks, he's taken a little bit easier. But 170 is very easy for him to make. I mean, he made well, 155. You know, talks, I,
2: I watched an interview of Ariel and, and him this morning. Um, they did Well, he was at his hotel room, just a 20-minute chat. And he made note that, you know, I haven't been in the gym sparring, blah, 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 but I've been staying active. He's yeah. like, I've been cardio's not going to be a problem. He's right. like, I, I, this is my job. He's like, I'm, I'm
1: fine. And, and I think that goes back to the point in terms of like, if, if Usman had to take a short bonus fight on six days, I'd be very worried for him. Mm-hmm. Because I know, like, as an athlete, like, where that confidence, for a lot of, a lot of fighters, I think confidence comes from your preparation, and mm-hmm. mental time to prep. Yeah. yeah. And we're looking like get in that zone. And when you look at Usman, I mean, we look at Masvidal Well, you gotta like study the fighter other yeah.
0: fighter as well and everything as well. So. But when you look at a guy like
1: Masvidal who's had that many fights in Japan in in, in UFC yeah, in Strike Force in the streets kind of comes into play. In the and street it. fights, the the most popular Kimbo fight that he's that the video that he has, the story was that he was in like a McDonald's parking lot waiting to hear if if he was going to fight and they called him and then he went there and fought like that's not like compared to this. He's got a week to come in there. Like he, he's yeah. he's game bread. Like this, his name is so indicative of him as a person. Right. So like him coming there to scrap to fight to go in here to me, I think he just like he loves it. Like he, he's probably so feeding gonna, off this. Would you take Masvidal over? Hundred yeah, percent. I like want to bet on him. Really. He's wow, a big underdog, go. and and I think I think he puts him out.
0: Hundred percent.
1: That's a, that's confident. Yeah, I think he. I think I think Marty fake news Oh yeah. shut up to Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> he is fake news. <laughs> well, there you go.
0: Um, how about we take a little break here and then we'll get into um, a little bit uh, something a little bit
1: different. Cool.
0: Um. Thanks for listening so far. For this week's break I decided to play some music from a couple of local producers and friends of mine. This is something I plan on continuing for more of my shows to try and give local artists a platform to have their amazing music be heard. The first song is by a great local producer and former convos with commell guest, Nino Mafrica, aka Young Nino. Who also provided the show's intro and outro? Without further ado, here's a track called Plain, Plain from Young Nino. that was plain plain by young nino a song available to listen to on a soundcloud page young nino y-u-n-g-n-i-n-o just remember all caps when you spell the man name uh, we'll hear more from nino in the weeks to come next up is another friend of mine and local producer here's m fergs with his track sun on my skin you enjoyed our little musical break there will be more music from local artists on future shows and make sure to let me know if you have any songs or albums you would like to have played or come on the show to talk about because i'd love to have both hope you enjoy the rest of the show welcome back uh so we're going to get into a little bit of a game to close out the end of the podcast end of the episode we talked a little bit about the ufc um earlier in the show we were talking about some footy some nba stuff um it's kind of a sports related show so I figured, let's close the game out with another sports-related uh, version of Guess the Item. So, the, how it works is, basically, there are two items in that little cabinet down there behind Arda. Um, there's a bigger item and a smaller item. <laughs> so, you pretty much have to pick which item you want to guess, the bigger item or the smaller item, and you have 20 questions mm-hmm. to try to guess what that item is. I'll give you a little bit of a hint based on which item you pick, okay. but... It might be a little bit tough. I think everybody's gotten it up until this point, so a little bit of pressure. Okay. okay. Can't mess up. If you guys lose, I don't know what the punishment yeah, is. Josh? If you win. Actually, no, yeah, he got it. Yeah. Josh got it pretty quick, actually, because I think, I, I think he had an easy one. But anyways, moving on. Is it a menorah? <laughs> no, Josh's was a David Villa jersey, I think. Oh, no, that might have been
2: Omar's. Anyways. Is that kind was one of my questions.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no um so uh maybe let's start with kyler do you want to do the larger item or the smaller item
2: let's go for the large item
0: okay i think that'll work out better for you anyways okay. so you have 20 questions um you know what? i'm just gonna say i don't do you want it easier or harder Do you want a, a good clue or
2: let's go harder
0: harder okay so it's just sports related then i'm not going to give you the sport okay all right Do you
2: wear it?
0: Yes. Is it a jersey? Yes. Right away, he knew he... He got lucky with that, though. Because a lot of people overthink the jersey part. Okay. Keep going. You're on the right track. Just keep going. Don't worry about the silences. I cut them
2: out as well. Is it... a sport that I play? I think so. To to guess the item, do I have to guess the team? Yes.
0: That's not a question, but
2: yes. Okay. That was a sidebar. (laughs) Okay. Is this team from North America or Europe? It's got to be yes or no. Is this team from North America? (laughs) Yes. Is it a basketball jersey?
0: No. See, I don't know if he played the sport, but anyways.
2: Is it a soccer jersey?
0: No. Ooh. Six questions.
2: Artie, right, you want to count two just in case?
0: <laughs> don't trust me. Fair enough. I've messed up the last five shows since counting.
2: <laughs> Is there...
0: Ooh. I just right, trying to give some hints.
2: Mm-hmm. Is it Canada's national sport? Yes. Is it a lacrosse jersey? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> so that is Canada's main sport.
0: I know, but it's technically the other one then, because okay. there's a summer and a and winter sport for Canada. Technically, I think. Okay, is it a soccer or hockey jersey? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's nine. So you got eleven to pretty much guess the team. It's pretty, pretty good. You're set. You're fine. You're swimming.
2: Is the team Canadian? Yes. Is it a professional team? Yes. Good, good question. question. Yeah, good, good question. Because yeah. I was gonna,
0: I was gonna trick him on that. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Is
2: it a Flames jersey? No.
0: You got enough to just guess the rest of the team, yeah. I think.
2: Did I already ask if it was Canadian? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the question, though. I'm not telling you. <laughs> Is it a Vancouver jersey? No. Is it an Edmonton jersey? No.
0: See, this is the funny thing. I did this one time, and the guy forgot the Canadian jeans.
2: Oh, is it a Montreal jersey? Yes, it is. Well done. Great 15. choice. My favorite team. Is it actually? Yeah. Well,
0: it's actually Hashim's.
2: Is it my favorite team? Childhood. Yes, I guess so. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, Arda didn't look at the other item in there. No, he's been making weird eye contact. <laughs> this is Hashim's
0: original Canadian jersey. Oh, perfect. You can keep it. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> It definitely will not fit. That'll put Arda. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> at
2: that. It's
0: like, It'd be like a tight a fitting. a Just tight fitting hockey button, jersey. Maybe on spring break.
2: See your belly button. Spring break. That's why there's never been a tight fitting S- hockey S- jersey. break forever. Yeah. Or short sleeve. Short sleeve hockey <laughs> jersey. The elbow pads are not aesthetically appealing.
0: Yeah. True. All right. All right. Smaller item. Yes. I'll pick the smaller item. <laughs> you don't have a choice anymore. Okay. Um, so. Again, do you want the sport or do you want to just guess through? Uh, wait, because I didn't give our, Kyler the sport. He had to guess which sport it was, and that pretty much sport, took up like sport related. It's sport, sport related. related. Let's just give you sport related as a hint, you can.
1: That's the hint. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Yeah. It's fair, <laughs> even just.
1: Yeah. Uh, did we talk about the sport today? Yes. Is it basketball related?
0: Yes. Oh God! Is I, I should have picked harder items. That. <laughs> I was gonna pick like really hard items, and then I switched them last minute to way too easy. Is I didn't know the Canadians were your favorite team. That's just like completely ironic. Yeah,
2: well, I picked all the other teams <laughs> first. That's true.
0: Also, um, Vancouver jersey.
2: Oh God, the last was, jersey I'll have. I uh, I figured you know the Victoria connection. No, fair enough. It's just I I
0: was like, I think I hate Vancouver more than Edmonton. They
2: do as well, and they drafted my dad, so it's it's hard (laughs) to choose that. I hate that team. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no. But that's that's more reasonable. (laughs) (laughs) That's more reasonable, I guess. Still not a fan. Yeah, fair. Um, Do you do you wear it? it, Is it do I wear it, or do you? Is it something that? Is it something that you wear? Yes, yes. It's something that people wear. Yeah, it's something that one would wear. Does it go on your arms? No. Does yeah, it have arm nice. sleeve in mind. Yeah. Nice. You said small. So. Yeah. Does it go okay. on your
1: feet? No. Good ideas. So. Does it go on your head? Yes. Is it a headband? No.
0: I think you're at eight questions. Sure. I'll give you seven. <laughs> that? <it a> <laughs> yes. I
1: have to has a team as well, right?
0: Yeah. This might be a little bit tougher, but. Are
1: they in the NBA? Yes. Are they in the Western Conference? Yes.
0: You can just narrow it down at this point. Are they
1: a playoff team? Yeah, no. Okay.
0: Do you mean this year's playoffs? This year's playoffs. Are they currently in the
1: playoffs? No. Am I allowed to look at the teams? (laughs) No. I'm not allowed to. No. Come on. You got
0: nine questions. Just narrow it down a little bit more.
1: I'm trying to remember who's not in the playoffs on the list. I, should, I don't know if that was a good question to ask. Um, it was a good question. Like, Trevor Grizzlies? Yeah.
0: That's a, um, that's a fair shout. Could be an old team. Uh, Seattle Supersonics? I would actually be down for a Supersonics.
1: Okay, cool. Oh, are they going to Orlando for the NBA bubble? No. No, okay. So, I don't think so. You don't think so? So I'm trying to think who's who's left. That's <laughs> who's not very who's good. Who's not good in the West? <laughs> I'm blanking to think who's the worst teams in the in the West right now.
2: Think about climate, maybe. That might be a good question to ask.
0: Yeah, you can try to narrow it
2: down a little bit more.
0: I'm trying to remember which all teams are in the playoffs right now. Or direction. It's, it becomes States a lot harder though. South I find North. when you actually have to try to think like what it could be it becomes harder to think of like the teams and like the little things in these i find people try, start to struggle i'm trying to think about what you would own yeah and that doesn't oh, yeah. help that doesn't necessarily help no because i don't necessarily use things that i own uh, i sometimes okay. just have things that are kicking around for my buddies or my brothers so maybe maybe something has from a costume has but it's not <laughs> 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 too many hints <laughs> Uh, I'm just trying to scramble his brain now. Yeah. You got eight questions left. I, I would say try to narrow it down a little more. Uh,
1: plan. okay, let's, see. I'm
0: trying to think. Because there's,
1: because there's only, like, six teams.
0: There's not very many teams yeah, that aren't I've, going.
1: I can't, I can't, <laughs> try to remember what the teams that aren't going in the, in the West right now. Um, because Phoenix is there. San Antonio is there. Pelicans are there. Um. Who's in the West? I
0: think he's gonna get it before you. You think so? Yeah, he's at twelve. Well, I kind of messed up the count, but uh, okay, he could be at like seventeen. I though. don't know why
1: I can't. I'm having I'm completely drawn a blank on on crappy Western Conference teams.
2: Hmm. I went to a Clippers Nuggets game once.
1: Yeah, both those are in Orlando, though.
2: Yeah. Oh, true. Nuggets did make that. Yeah, they they're good. Nuggets are good. I like the Nuggets. They weren't when I watched. Jamal Murray. Uh, yeah.
1: He had an interesting break. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. <laughs> um, shoot here. Uh, I didn't even think of that way. I said yeah. <laughs> Jamal That's the weirdest
0: part. <laughs> yeah, super strange.
1: Uh, okay. Um, Western Conference teams that are... I, it's so strange. I can't, like... Um, Freezing. I know. I don't know why. Okay, so go. You got the L.A. teams. You have Denver. You have Utah. You have OKC. You have um, Memphis. You have Houston. You have Pelicans. Did I say something? I guess I do not Say it again,
2: anyway.
0: But I'm counting. <laughs> Trying uh, to count out all the West teams? Um. because yeah, there's, yeah, I'm trying to think of that. I think you should just try to narrow it down. You got so many questions left.
1: I don't even know what more I can ask to narrow it down. Uh,
0: you could try to ask like about past mm. their past. You could try to ask
2: about yeah, their players, cha- championships, star, which star players, players they have, star potential.
1: Yeah, I can't even remember <laughs> any of <the> teams though. <laughs> I can't remember what
0: basketball is. <laughs> I um, think
2: the fact that Josh won
0: is throwing him off. Yeah, <laughs> now there's so
1: much pressure. I don't I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think there.
0: about what
2: Josh had to actually guess.
0: I think it was something easy. We'll go with that. Um, oh, it was, a, it, was a, it was a Germany scarf. And he kept asking me questions like, is it in Germany? Like, is it St. Pauli? Is it like all these teams? Like, all, Is it like a team in the Bundesliga? Is it a team that plays in Germany? And I'm like, maybe, yeah, kind of, maybe, yeah. Any he, <laughs> he finally got it, last question.
1: Um Are they is the team in California?
0: Yes. That's a good question. And I was waiting
1: for that question if I'm honest. Is it Sacramento? No. no.
2: Oh. What's the place Southern Cal.
1: Cal You have know,
2: you know the place that I lived, right? Hmm? Remember where I lived? San Jose? Yeah. Think about the beginning of that.
0: Man, stop in the bro.
1: No, but they're going to the bubble. Spurs? Yeah. Is that a question? I already asked. If, wait. Okay, is it San Antonio? <laughs> no. Oh!
0: you still got five
1: it's all right uh,
0: <laughs> i wanted to grease a
1: question out of him all, all i did was think of another <laughs> in, in california. In california. i thought <laughs> that was going to give it to him but but in california it's uh sacramento two la teams oh oh my god it's this golden state yes it yeah is. okay <laughs> 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 i've seen i was like i can get i before. don't know what yeah I,
2: must have.
0: Oh no! I hope not. No. Like my buddy gave it to me as a secret Santa gift, and then as I'm taking it, he's like, "I'm like, oh, thanks, man. I'm not really a Warriors fan, but he's
1: but like, I oh, I
0: got it out of a case of beers." he like, <laughs> didn't tell me that. Oh.
1: You know what? It's it's because it's because they're a good team, and yeah. I was thinking of exactly. in, the, in the West. And <laughs> exactly.
0: I was gonna say they used to be in the playoffs, but <laughs> but, I I but should, that would have yeah. given it. I think. Yeah, um, still made it. Yeah, still got it. I think about the same amount of questions as Kyler. Um, anything but you guys want to talk about before we close questions. out the show? Listen, Josh. I'd
2: like to shout out Shia for her first birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday to Kyler's
1: dog. Yeah. Shout out to all the dogs. All the dogs shout out, out, all out the there. All the dogs. All the birthday dogs. We haven't forgot about you. Neofinancial.com. Check us out. Consumer credit card. For- <laughs> <laughs> Quick swag. Supporting local businesses
0: yeah but if you guys want it's, to plug it's anything, in
1: cashback savings check us out if you guys want to plug any
0: awareness links anything any projects you guys are working on mixtapes yeah, check I us know. out well
1: FC at yeah, uh at well yeah at well at instagram i gotta make like
0: a well FC
2: stamp
1: yes great content
2: plug, plug my art so yeah yes modern art is dead underscore uh, because the one without underscore was taken oh, oh. assholes
0: uh that's swearing i'm swearing more than anybody else so all
2: I'm of uh all the proceeds from all the art sold uh go to a charity of your choice nice um so usually leave that up to the people that have bought it different things matter to them um lately a lot of the ones have gone into the black lives matter nice um as well as uh covid relief um so if you want to check that out and if you don't have money to buy anything um i mean change.org yeah I went on the the other day to sign one petition and you know you can easily just click yeah. petitions on a hundred yeah. different petitions that you know they won't make a difference, and it takes two seconds out of your day as well.
0: For sure, it really doesn't take much yeah. time. So that's sorry. At modern art is dead. Underscore. Underscore.
2: Yeah. Underscore is important.
0: Don't it forget is. the underscore because you might end up at some other asshole's page. Yeah. Why change, do I keep swearing?
1: <laughs> climate change is real. Black lives matter. Yeah. Investigate Three eleven. Trump. Epstein didn't kill himself. I miss you, Phil.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that might be my favorite one uh, alright thank you guys so much for coming on the show thank you uh, thank Thanks you guys for having... tuning in and make sure you tune in again next week for new guests and new topics and I'm sure we'll have uh, Arden and Kyler back on to do the UFC draft at some point unfortunately we had, kind of ran out of time today but figured let's save it for a better day
1: yeah, looking forward to it train all day come on podcast by night all day <laughs> all day <laughs>